Welcome back to the Discipline to Gens podcast. I'm going to be your co-host for tonight, Nolan. Maddie, Maddie Betts is on a cruise tonight being a complete degenerate, but I'm here with the first and the biggest degenerate I know, Gino Bet Openly. What's going on, man? What up, my homie? We know Maddie's hitting those blackjack tables <laughs> right now. Yes, sir. I, I hope he's having a good time. Rico. Yep. Yep. I'd much rather be there, but what a week in the NFL, man. Bro, the NFL's getting crazier. Betting's getting crazier. I'm a little bummed. I'm on a I'm on a bit of a cold streak for about ten days. Like I think seven of my last twelve days have been red, which I don't I don't like. Yeah, well, I mean, you've been hot, so I think we saw it coming at some point. It's part of the game, but looking to get back on track for the end of December. But uh, I mean, there's some good matchups this week. I'm looking forward to some games. Um, kind of recapping last week, I was all over the Packers against Miami. And they came through with uh, Tua throwing those later interceptions. But um, Bro, like I said, I we're getting like, into the. I, so I watch a stupid amount of football and I watch games twice like a sicko. I really think Dolphins lost that game at the end of the first half when they had a chance to go up 13. And instead they went in up seven. I feel like that six point energy swing on everything. They go down and score a field goal there or, you know, ideally a touchdown. I think it's a different game. Uh and then we see that video now where did Tua get a concussion on that play? Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy that he wouldn't speak up if he knew he just wasn't all there. And I'm not demonizing a poor guy that got hurt. I'm just saying, like, if you're banged up and the ball ain't flying right, give your team a chance. You got to come out. Right. And, I mean, it showed at the end of the game, obviously, with the three interceptions on three, I guess, three drives in a row, which ultimately Stealing. cost him the game. So Stealing it badly. Yep, but uh, yeah, uh, all right. Uh, exactly. Chargers? Are you big on the Chargers? Have you been big on the Chargers this year? Listen, I was big on the Chargers at the beginning of the year. Somewhere in the middle, you know, it didn't look like this season was going to pan out at all for them. They're kind of hitting their stride right now, but I mean, clinching a playoff spot—that's all you can really ask for at this time of the year. Dude, they got a shot. That's all you need. You yep. just got to get in the playoffs. Um, and the Jaguars. Were they four and one in their last five? I, I blatantly remember preseason, a lot of people saying there's no way the Jaguars should be over seven and a half wins. And should they be? Who knows? I mean, Will they it's, they're a good team from what I've seen. They're competing. Um, they're coming back. They're staying in close games. They can run the ball. And, dude, the quarterback seems like the real deal. I, I'm, not, I'm not buying them going far in the playoffs. But, dude, just getting there is a good thing for that organization. Yeah. I mean, comparing them to a year ago, you know, the coaching makes the world a difference, especially for that team. Um, you know, coming into this season, there was a, I feel like it was split down the middle, a ton of people high on the Jags, a ton of people not so high on them just because of that bad season. But I mean, being the top spot in the AFC South right now, I mean, I don't think you could ask for anything more for the Jags and they're definitely hitting their stride and they're getting hot at the right time. So. And I was one of the people saying I'm buying on the Titans that they're slept on, they're underrated, but Dude, they've fallen off hard. Yeah, they really have. And then uh, your boy, Brock Purdy, looks great in the second half against Washington. I, so I'm not going to make this the, the Niners show. I do enough hyping of my homie. But, dude, watching some of the other backups in the league and then watching him again when I went and re I watched Niners games sometimes three times, he's the real deal. I know he's 
decked out in talent, but around him. But uh, let's just say I have the utmost confidence he can win playoff games. Can he win a Super Bowl? Anything can happen. I, I have us as the number one in the power rankings, and I mean that. Our defense is that nasty. We don't give up points or yards on the rush. Yeah, and I mean defense is so nasty, and the addition of CMC has obviously gave the spark to the offense they need. And you got, I mean, not even, you know, with Jimmy G going out, yeah, Brock Purdy comes in, but the weapons he has around him are going to elevate him, especially in playoff time. And I don't know, San Francisco, I know that's your team, but it's just, you know, they're a team to really look out for in the playoffs, in my opinion, just because of the weapons, man. I can't get over the offense and then the lockdown defense like that. I mean, they're sitting right where they want to be. Yeah, I'm excited, man. And then I want to ask you, like – I like Niners. I, I see me Detroit fans. I like Lions fans. I think they're good fans. They're they're allegiant. They're faithful. They got spanked. Yeah. They yeah. the rush yards, unheard of. Are you completely off that boat? Do they still have playoff hopes in your eyes, or what's going down with them? I don't know. See, I'm a Packers fan, so I'd love to say no. You know, get the Lions <laughs> out of here because for a while now we've seen the Lions not be a very good football team for the last few years. But, I mean, they got really, really hot. And, you know, it might have been their rude awakening here at the end of the season. I think I think the jury's still out on, on the Lions. I think we got to see what they do here at the end of the year. Because they've been so up and down this year that it's hard to kind of get a feel on them. I mean, some weeks they look like the best team in football. And other, te- and other weeks, like this past week, they get dominated. So, I don't know. It's tough to say right now on the Lions. And being a Packer fan, I'd love for them to just go downhill the rest of the year. But we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, I mean – Sticking with the AFC, the NFC and playoffs, I I don't see it. I think they had a good run. I think it's great for their program, great for their coach, great for their team, great for morale. I, I don't I don't see it. I actually am a little afraid. I say a little because we've had our, our we've done well against the Packers and uh, Rodgers in the playoffs, but I I think there's a chance that these Packers sneak in, and that's that's dangerous, right? This was a high thought of team that everyone wrote off and then if they sneak in the playoffs like that's a big deal and they'll probably at this point for them to get in the playoffs they'd have to beat minnesota assuming we don't lose to the raiders we would be the two seed so they'd be coming straight to san francisco yeah um i'm not afraid of them do i love that no i would much rather like the giants or washington much rather that but but we'll see. And then I want yeah. to you know, the AFC teams. You know, I, right now, I mean, who, who's at, who's top the AFC West right now? Off the top of your head, I just had yes, it. Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah. I mean, I know in your power rankings, they've got to be right at the top. Um, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, listen, he, him and Josh Allen, I think, are the two best quarterbacks in the league right now. Kansas City always finds a way. Like, there's games this year that they didn't even – I don't want to say they didn't even look good, but they'd struggled at times. But at the end of the year, every single year, year in, year out, they're going to be there. They're going to be hot. Um, I just don't know how you bet against a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, So honestly, I was talking to a buddy the other day. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl just because this time of the year, they always get hot. They're, They're coached really well. You got a guy like Mahomes leading your team. I just don't see them falling off at any time. Obviously, there's other great teams in the league, they're going to have good shots at the end of the year. Your 49ers, the Bills obviously can get back on track and have a good run at it. But right now, I got to lean Kansas City to win, the, to at least go that far in the playoffs and at least be in the Super Bowl contending. 
and people get all emotional, but I genuinely asked the other day, is Joe Burrow better than Josh Allen? Like I genuinely am asking that. I don't think it's a clear answer, yes or no. They're very different. But I, I just – preseason, we crowned the Bills. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be competitive. But let's not crown them in the Super Bowl yet. Like there's a good chance – I'm really excited for this Monday Night Football game. I yeah. want to see them go into Cincy and win how they went into Kansas City and won. If they win this game, I will put them back atop clear number one in the AFC. But if they don't, there's a question if they're even two in the AFC. They're they're the, they're the clear three, in my opinion, behind Kansas City and Cincy. So um, I'm pumped for this slate. I'm pumped to give out picks. Um, this is what it's all about, my dude. We, we obsess over this all summer. We grind the first 16 weeks. Now it's go time. Week 17 right. and 18, like it's go time. And good teams, I think, are separating themselves from the pack. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking on Cincy and the Bills, I mean, the, the tables have kind of turned, right? The Bills at the beginning of the year, everybody is super high on. Josh Allen was playing lights out. And then on the other side, Joe Burrow kind of struggled. You know, that Super Bowl hangover everybody hangover. talks about. And now somewhere along the middle or second half of the season, Burrow's kind of turned it on. He's winning games, and, you know, he has that experience now of deep playoff runs, Super Bowl experience. So, I mean, yeah, Cincinnati's a team, I think. It's kind of the dark horse out of those top five teams, right? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I, I have them as number five in my power rankings, and people get all mad at that, but that's where I have them. I I just you, – you, you play to win the game, and they keep winning games, so hats off to them. But with power rankings, I'm looking – very closely at a lot of details and a lot of data. A lot of people don't like that. That's fine. Power rankings aren't for you. They they just – the fact that New England had a fumble away from beating them, that doesn't impress me. Tampa Bay is absolute garbage, and they were up significantly on them in the first half. They won the game, so hats off to them, but that, that to me keeps them at a, a, a distant fifth. I don't have them yeah. – scratching third or fourth, but some people do. And I respect some people and Joe Burrow has been there now. So right. he's not someone you want to face, right? He has experience in the playoffs. So I, I think it's just very interesting how different the NFC and AFC are. And I'm, I'm, I'm fucking pumped. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those years too. I've noticed week in and week out, anybody can beat anybody out of these 32 teams. I mean, we've seen, so the, yeah, I mean, it's, so it's crazy. So I think the, the playoffs this year, it could be two teams that we didn't see coming at all. I mean, it's just yeah. one of those years. Yeah, everyone. So, like, again, obsessing over both divisions equally, the, the two games that stand out to me without a doubt got to be Minnesota and Green Bay. Let's not, let's not forget, oh, week one, I had Minnesota week one money line over Green Bay. I think it was three and a half spread. So uh, this game matters. It matters a lot. And um, if I'm Minnesota, do I don't want Green Bay in the playoffs. For multiple reasons, like for the rivalry and to not have to potentially play them, all, all the reasons. So um, uh, it's the wound is still fresh of us playing the Rams for a third time after beating them twice. And they won the game that mattered. So, And then obviously the Monday Night Football game, you know, with, with uh, Buffalo going into Cincy. So do you want to start with me giving picks? You want to start giving picks? I, I want this to go how you want this to go. Yeah, no, you, you go ahead. Let's give us – yeah, let's start with them. All right, so we're going to start a little boring first. And again, I, late in the season, I just look for value. Um, and I, I like the Saints in this uh, Philly game. People aren't going to like that. 
The Saints are quietly right there. I cannot believe Tampa Bay still has that division. They should have lost their last two games. Two games, yeah. right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Barb, did they play us two weeks ago? They played – let's see. They lost to – They for sure should have beat Cincy. Oh, yeah, they, they, and yeah, then yeah, they, they lost, lost to Arizona and to Cincy. Yeah. So yeah. They, they should have lost the last two games. They, they found ways to win. I'm, I'm not yeah. on them. I think New Orleans is still a good team. And the, the spread is seven. I'm actually going to be a little bold here. And I like the idea of going New Orleans money line. Crazy as that sounds. And I also like the idea, and I'll get a little bet openly custom. I'll probably give people as low as – I'll take just as little as plus two and a half. But then I obviously don't get as high as money line, but I'll meet them in the middle. Uh, and that's where I, I'll take the, the two and a half points of insurance – in case they lose in a field goal last minute or whatever. I really like the Saints defense, and I'm very curious. And, again, I'm looking at the plus 300 right now on bet openly for the Saints. So it's not like I'm saying they're going to win this game, but I think if they play four times, they win one. Yeah. No, I'm with you too. I mean, the Saints defense, they give themselves a shot to beat anybody with that kind of defense. So, I mean, against a, a Philly team who's – Coming off a loss to Dallas, kind of a high-scoring game. Um, if the Saints can just shut that shut that uh, Philly offense down, they definitely got a shot for sure. And I was impressed with the Saints' comeback against Cleveland. I know yeah. it's Cleveland. I get it. Everyone's hating. But this guy, you know, Deshaun now has three games under his belt. I, they came back in a very tough environment, and I believe they shut them out in the second half. I, I know they were down, I think, 10 nothing or 10-3. 10-3 or something, yeah. Yeah, and then – I think yeah, I, mean, I think it was ten nothing at one point. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but either way, I'm impressed with the Saints win. I think their playoff hopes are alive, and I do believe they uh, they just don't think. I Carolina going into Tampa, I'll kind of parlay these two to each other. Yeah, it's going to be a very very public play, so I'm not on Carolina money line, but I think a lot of people will be. Um, I I would not be surprised in any way, shape, or form if Carolina wins this game. Yep. I just don't I like it. it. The value evaporated for me. Right. I'm looking at plus 150 right now. That's not enough for me. Yep. In Tampa. For me, I mean, I'm going to be a complete homer here, but I've got to take you. Green Bay minus three and a half. Um, I would even go as high as, as them being a six-point favorite if I'm going to get at least plus 150. But listen, Green Bay, if I'm looking back to their 2011 Super Bowl run when they won it all – they had to run the table in the last few weeks of the of the regular season oh. to even make it into the playoffs. And they did, and they went on that run. They got hot, and they won the whole thing. Now, do I think Green Bay is necessarily going to go win the Super Bowl this year? I don't. I don't think they can stay consistent enough. But I do like them to beat Minnesota. And Green Bay wins a ton of games this time of year. People got to come to Lambeau Field when it's negative 10 degrees. Um, you know, Minnesota, Minnesota plays in a dome, so they're not going to be – necessarily used to that kind of temperature and that kind of environment. So, I mean, Green Bay at home this time of year, I love throwing money on. It's treated me well. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to rock with them this week, and I'm pumped to do so because I've been let down so many times this year by even taking their money line. But this week, I'm confident. I like them over the Vikings. Like I said, Green Bay minus three and a half. I take them all the way up to minus six if I can get a good number on it. I love it. Yeah, and so I'm torn here. Like I'm torn. Everything you just said to me sells Minnesota and people have been so low on Minnesota, not winning the right games that I get it. I'm just a big contrarian. So 
the the only way I bet this game, I'll be clear. I love that you want to give up six and get plus one fifty on bet openly. I'm down with that. I would go the opposite route in the sense that I would take Minnesota plus one fifty. So right now I'm looking at Green Bay as minus one ninety with books. So I'll I'll just go one unit, nothing crazy, because I think Minnesota can lose this game by seven or more easily, or I think they can win the game. So I'll I'll go plus one fifty on Minnesota. Not that I love I just love the value. I think one out of three games they can win, and that's where it's breaking down for me. Um, and at plus 150, I'm gifting any Green Bay fans, including you, my homie, you would get minus 150 instead of minus 190. So that's the route I'm going on that game. Yeah, I like it. I mean, like I said, this time of year, it's so fun putting in bets because like, like we were talking about earlier, teams get hot teams that aren't supposed to beat the other team actually come through and get the wins. So I don't know. There's so much to look forward to, especially on this week's slate. I love it. And then uh, can you shout out Kurt? We were on a call earlier. Kurt wanted you to shout out one of his plays. Yep. He's our head of operations, diehard Chiefs fan, and he's offering Kansas City minus 15 and a half. And he's given Den- any Denver fan that wants it plus 15 and a half. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I go ahead. I love that he's giving you the hook. I wouldn't touch this Denver team with a 10-foot pole. Oh, not at all. I mean, it, they've been such a letdown all year, and they can't put points on the board. Um, I could see Kansas City going in there and just steamrolling them this week. I really can. This is going to be an interesting one. Den- it, it's. I, I'm very, very curious to see if Denver against a high-powered offense and their defense, Kansas City's defense looked good against Seattle. Yeah. And they're home again, and it's rough there. I know Denver's cold too, but um, – I love Kurt. I love Kurt doing this. I wouldn't endorse this game. This is honestly a game I, I pass on. I respect fans betting on their team. Um, I just think we have such good games that this is not one uh, one I even I even get into. Um, anything else you want to cover before we jump into primetime? Yeah, no, I think uh, the last thing, going back to Kurt, he loves Cincinnati's money line this week too and is offering on oh. bet openly anybody that wants to take Bill's Mafia – Money line will get them at plus 100 or even money instead of that, you know, minus 115 juice you're going to get everywhere else. So Ballsy. that's out there too. That's out there too. He, he's a big, oh, he's man. big on Burrow in the, in the Bengals this week. I mean, dude, this is home dog primetime. This is right. Cincy. They keep finding ways to win games. I've been low on the bills. I don't think, I don't think Allen looks right. I can't put my thumb on it. Obviously he had a great second half for Chicago. At one point, I thought Chicago was covering the whole game. So, right. uh, yeah, I respect it. I, I, if you're a Bills fan, how are you not going to take even money on your boys? You exactly. Got to hype boys up. You've had them all year, and they're they want to keep that one seed in the AFC. They don't want to give that one seed to the Chiefs. I think that's what I love. It. I love Kurt putting money where his mouth is. I think he's the the Chiefs fan that wants home field advantage. I think he wants that one seed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And speaking of bet openly. Um, before we dive into more of the primetime games, make sure to head over to Bet Openly right now. Sign up, make an account. It's peer-to-peer betting, 1% juice. You can customize your own lines, your own odds. I mean, the money you save alone using Bet Openly. What are you up to? Over $3 million saved total lifetime? My dude, yeah, I love it. People like it's so funny. People will comment on Twitter and be like, why would I take your advice? You're a book. And I'm like, bro, I'm not a book. Like I, I made bet openly because I'm at a gen that wanted to stop. I was the one tired of paying 10 to 20% juice. So I made it for my gen self. So 
just peer to peer, make your own lines and odds. Contests are blowing up. I yeah. I love that. I'm so mad I waited an extra year to put those out. I thought they were too complex and too noisy. They've they've blown up. The points ones people love. Um, and it's all the upside of parlays. I love that no like right now when bad weeks, people have a blow up where everyone loses all their parlays and the house breaks it in. On a bet openly contest, someone or multiple people walk away a winner of everyone. There's never a time when the house wins. If I lose, someone else wins. That's probably the best part about it. It's the 50-50. Every time someone wins, someone loses. I don't think people wrap their head around how powerful that is. How many games the public gets slaughtered on where Vegas rakes. Literally every time someone loses on bet openly, someone else wins. Every time someone wins on bet openly, someone else loses. So primetime games, my dude. Yep, yep. Um, let's see. Primetime games this week. We're going to have – I'll go Thursday with it for you first. Uh, we got Dallas going into Tennessee. Yep, and I think uh, that's actually one of the buy low, sell high spots. You got Dallas, who just covered against Philly by what was the line was five and a half. They won by six, and then you got Tennessee, who didn't cover. So I, I don't know. I think Dallas. This could be a spot for them where you know they could get beat by Tennessee potentially in this game. It's all going to come down to that defense, though. No, it's ballsy, and I love it. So the money line on bet openly is 420 on Tennessee. I would love to take one unit and turn it into 4.2. I'm not going to go that bold, but I will go ahead and say that I don't think – I'm very underwhelmed by this Dallas defense. I had to listen for weeks. People tell me I'm delusional comparing the Niners to Dallas. That Dallas was the clear number one, and we are a distant number two defense. I think we've seen it's actually the opposite – and everyone's going to say it's because of injuries, but the Niners had all those injuries. So I'm I'm buying the 10 points here. I'm buying on Tennessee here. Simply buy low, sell high, home dog primetime, double-digit dog. All of these are systems. And I do not think Dallas, even though Tennessee has been a very one-sided, very questionable offense, I don't think Dallas is going to be able to hold them to less than 20 20 to 23 should get the job done. 20, Dallas doesn't score 30 on this Tennessee defense. So if they just get – I'm, like, I'm trying, to, trying to go through the scenarios. If Tennessee gets 17, I feel good about my bet. A 17-24 finish, something like that. If I had to mathematically speak, I'd say 17-24 is like the most likely finish of this game. So either way, every scenario I've played out, it's Tennessee plus 10. I respect Nolan going money line. I'm not there. I would love it. I think it has value. I really do. Big number. Home team out in the cold. Dallas team's banged up. Their defense hasn't looked like they can stop anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm big on Tennessee here. I won't go too high because there's a lot of factors here. Tennessee has looked pretty desolate. But I think this will be a unit and a half for me on Tennessee plus 10. Um, I don't know if yep. they'll get 10 and a half though. I've seen that kind of locked in for the last 24 hours and I almost don't like it at 10 and a half better. That means Vegas is very comfortable and they're better than me. Yeah. And I mean, 10 points is a lot of points in the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys, you know, they barely beat the Eagles who are without Jalen hurts. I mean, Minshew had a big game, had a ton of yards, but the week before that they lose the Jags. And I mean, the Jags are obviously hot right now, but I mean, I think the Titans, aren't any necessarily that much worse 
or better than the Jags. So, I mean, they're right there. I think they can compete in this game. And for that reason, that's why I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I like those big dogs that have a chance to win. So, I like it, brother. And I also like the over in this game, over 40 yeah. and a half. Um, I, really, I really do. I think the narratives are going to be about these two defenses. So I think you're getting a decent number here. I showed opening at 43 and not 40 and a half. I love those two and a half points. A lot of games end at 41, 42, 43, 44. And they yeah. gifted you that. I'm seeing also some places open up at 44 and a half. A lot of hooks here. So uh, I like Tennessee plus 10 better, but I, I will also be on the over. And our Sunday primetime game, we got the Steelers going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. I mean, last week, the Steelers, how about that, by the way? Coming oh, back, man. last second, or last not last second, last minute win over the Raiders. But, uh, but what are you feeling for this game on Sunday? I just want to say RIP to all Raiders fans. <laughs> Y'all are about one score away in 75% of your games from being like 10 and 6. That is insane. I don't know the stats, so I'm going to botch this pretty bad. But I think you've had a lead in the fourth quarter in every one of those games as well, meaning like it's like in your grasp. So, uh, and I'll connect that to my Niners Raiders in a, in a minute. But using that, I, I honestly am not impressed with Pitt. I'm underwhelmed with the Raiders. I'm unimpressed with the Raiders. I, I like Baltimore here. Uh, I hate this line that it's three. It seems like they're begging begging us to go on Baltimore. I do still think that the narrative is Pitt is kind of whatever. They haven't beaten good teams in the last two weeks without Lamar. So I'm hoping I'm not getting baited into a trap. And I'm just like, Baltimore's D versus Pitt's D. Baltimore's run game versus Pitt's D. Baltimore overall versus Pitt. I'll take a minus three at home. And I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be 1710. I think it's going to be 1713. Something like that. I'm, I'm also buying the under here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like the Ravens this week too. The Steelers, like you said, they just don't impress you when you watch them. Sometimes they struggle putting points on the board, um, you know, beating the Raiders in the last couple of minutes, um, but still only scoring 13 points. I think they'll definitely have to score more than 13 to beat the Ravens, even though it could be a, a, a low scoring game in total. But I just don't see them going into Baltimore and beating the Ravens by any means. Yeah, and anyone out there that doesn't like my pick and doesn't want to go with Nolan and I, I'm okay with it. Pitt, Pitt stops what Baltimore does well. They stop the run. They have great safeties to come down and low and lay hat. So I get it, but I bet every primetime game, so I'm betting this one. And to Nolan's point, I just haven't been impressed with Pitt all year. Um, I think people are like talking like Mike Tomlin won't have a losing record, so that's a narrative that gets you a little value here. I'm not buying that. I think he has his first losing record. And I just think Baltimore overall, even with the backup quarterback, is in a better position to win this game. Yep. Agreed. Moving on to Monday night, the one we talked about earlier just a little bit, the Bills at Cincinnati. And this is just going to be, I think, my, the primetime game I'm most looking forward to in the last couple of weeks. This is this is the entry level. This is day one of the playoffs. I don't care what it says. This is a playoff game. Every sense of the word. Bills lose this game. They lose the one seed. Do they want to go to Kansas City? They do not want to go to Kansas City. That, that'll bring back memories. And I don't know the exact scenario, but I think if Cincy wins this game, they lock up. There, there's something they lock up. I don't know if it's the North. I don't think it's the North quite yet. Maybe it is, actually. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to botch that. But I, I believe it's playoffs. So this is a playoff game in every sense of the word. 
Right. No, I agree. And, you know, two teams with similar records, the Bengals have turned it on lately. The Bills haven't impressed as much as they have, you know, earlier in the season. Um, but these are two quarterbacks. I mean, we're going to get the two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now that Jalen Hurts is hurt, these two guys are kind of the front runner, runners for MVP this year. Um, I think we could see, you know, who's progressed more this season come Monday night. I think we'll see who's going to take that step forward coming into the playoffs coming up. Um, for me, right now, you know, coming into Cincinnati, that's going to be tough for the Bills against the Bengals team who finds ways to win. Um, I got to rock with the, the Bengals money line on this one. You got any plays for this game? So I'm torn here. So one, I hate that I'm getting the hook. People are like, what the hell do you mean you hate you're getting the hook? I hate that I'm getting the hook in the 49 and a half because that feels like I'm getting pushed toward the under. But I'm going to say this, and I've, I've felt this for a while. I was very, very, very disappointed in the, the wins since he put up the last two weeks. I cannot believe New England Patriots and Tampa Bay had chances to beat them Literally, decidedly, percentage-wise, everything. Um, they're just both bad ball clubs this year, so they crumbled. So I don't – I give Cincy credit for hanging around and playing good ball, holding, protecting the ball, all that, getting turnovers. But I'm just not impressed with Cincy's wins. I think they're a little elevated than they should. And then for the last three weeks, I've been saying, Joss Allen ain't right. This Buffalo Bills team is not right. I, I've had them as low as five in my power rankings where people are like, they're the clear number one. You're a biased Niner fan. I am a biased Niner fan, but I don't think they're the clear number one. What I'm saying is here, I'm torn because either way, I see I'm buying low, so I'm going under. My big bet on this game is going to be under. I'll feel really good placing it now at 49 and a half and watching it get dropped down to like a 48 by kickoff. That would make me so happy. I do see it's going to be 60 and clear. Cold, of course, but these guys, they're all familiar with that, so I'm not buying too much into the weather. Um, and I really just – think the under is the smartest play on this, that either of these two teams can win. And then I say all of that, and I'm like, dude, this game could easily be 14, 14 and a half, 14, 17 and a half. What the hell am I doing? I'm still going to ride with the under. Um, gun to my head, I think I'm going to give Buffalo a chance to show that since he can't keep making the mistakes they repeatedly make and win a game, even though – Buffalo is just not that good, in my opinion. I think their book of business as of recent is more impressive. And I see it as cheap. I think it was week one where Buffalo went into the Rams and freaking knocked the socks off. Yeah. Don't think that's going to happen in this game. But I do think you have a chance to get a team that everyone was crazy high on all year. Very cheap. And that's against home dog in primetime. So it's not that smart. But both of these are buy highs. So I really do believe I'm getting the bills cheap in this position. Yeah, yeah. And I think my whole thing is when I look where the public is on this money line, it's 89% on Buffalo right now, 10% on Cincinnati. Oh. I had that hunch. I'm like, man, I really like Cincinnati yeah. in this game. And I saw those numbers. I thought, okay, maybe, you know, sharp money's on on going to come in on Cincinnati here at the end. But – you can get them right now on the money line at even money. I think that's fair for Cincinnati at home. And oh. to your point about the about taking the under, I mean, the defenses are going to – I feel like they're going to show up and think this is playoff game number one. We've got to shut this other team down. And for that reason, I could see this game being low scoring as well. So, Yeah, and, and honestly, just to, just to be clear, I'm not saying hammer Buffalo in this game. 
I'll have a little bit on it just to care, but this will be one of those situations where I'm probably a unit on the under and I'm probably a half a unit on Buffalo where I technically are a unit and a half on the under and a half a unit on Buffalo where I care. I want to hit both, but technically all I'm cheering for is defense. And dude, looking, I'm seeing more of the public money come in on this under, but it move a half a point the wrong way. That's just tickets, by the way, not money. I shouldn't have said that. So I, I don't love it. I just love that I'm buying that these two offenses aren't as great as everyone thinks they are. They're not as rattled as everyone, as high as everyone's been on them. But actually these defense have kept both of them in games that they've, these quarterbacks, in my opinion, although they're top in the league, they just don't look as crisp. I don't know what it is. I just have this, and this game could easily play out as the Miami-Buffalo game did, where the passing game of Burrow could shred Buffalo as easily. I'm hoping both these teams try and control the game with the run and that the clock tick a little and minimize big plays. Um, I won't be hoping for weather or anything like that, but I just think of this game, the better bet is the under, and that's where I'm sticking it. Unit and a half on the under and then a half a unit on Buffalo. I like it. I like it. And what else we got? Uh, Go ahead, sorry. The, only thing I, the only thing I'd throw out there – I'm a diehard Niner fan, everyone. I'm not buying them this week. I think we want to win and potentially get the two seed on Minnesota's loss. Uh, I just don't like the spread of six. We've been – Raiders have nothing to lose. They're going to air it out. Our secondary has looked questionable to big plays. So I'm just telling everyone out there, as a Niner fan, it's a no bet for me, the minus six. And honestly, I think we could we could beat them by 20. It's not that. It just doesn't feel right. It feels backdoory. Um, usually I would be all over the Niners in this situation. We've looked crazy good as of recent, but you couldn't be buying a team higher if you bought the Niners. And the fact that it's at six sketched me. The spread, in my opinion, from these Raiders that we've seen should be like eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Don't love it. Don't love it at all. It'll be the first time I'm not betting my Niners in six or seven weeks. <laughs> Any other... Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes you got to, and it's. Well, I always struggle with not taking my own team, but I mean, if everything's lining up the way and you can't, if you shouldn't put money on them, I guess at the end of the day, you shouldn't. But uh, looking at this whole slate, though, for week 17, any other early leans that you're really, you're really liking going into, into Sunday and Monday? Uh, looking at some, there's, there's so many good games with playoff implications. Um, I'm. Jets minus two in Seattle. It's such a square bet. Everyone's going to be all over the Jets. I hate minus twos. They're they're like little gifts. What I'm gonna what I'm betting on here, just for anyone that's been wondering why on earth I would have any money on the Jets, it was disgusting watching them last week. Uh, I watched Seattle struggle against the worst uh, defense in Kansas City. Obviously. Obviously, the Jets' offense is worse than Kansas City. That's why the spread is what it is. I just think if the Seattle struggled against Kansas City's defense, they're going to struggle against the Jets' defense. And I think the Jets can run this ball. And I people are buying into white. So, I yeah, I just I think you're getting them at a, at a cheap point here. Um, don't think people are going to be too high on either one. Uh, it's just an initial lean. Not saying hammer it, but – and then – Lastly, oh man, 
Indy could not have looked more unimpressive with Foles. Like they don't, they looked like if they played 20 quarters, they wouldn't have scored a touchdown against the Chargers. So I really like this under 39 and a half with the Giants and Indy. Indy's defense to me still plays good ball. God, they gave up so many third and longs. I was so mad watching that game. Uh, disgustingly had Indy plus four. Uh, I don't love the Giants minus five there. So I, I would rather have the under 39 and a half in this game. Yeah. yeah. I like it. For me, I think who I'm leaning on right now, fade in Tampa Bay. I just can't, like you mentioned earlier, they've looked so bad. You're getting three points with Carolina. Um, I'm going to be leaning on that just because, I mean, Tom Brady this year, you touched on it over the summer. I mean, we're going to, this is going to be the first year you see a visual decline of Tom Brady, and we've definitely seen it. Um, I know, you know, all the pieces haven't been there all season around him, but at the end of the day, a good, good quarterback like Tom Brady's been his whole career should find ways to win games. And right now he's not finding ways to win. Um, and if he is, it's, I mean, I don't want to be, he's beating yeah, exactly, exactly. So I am going to lean Carolina Panthers plus three. And then my other one is I'm going to lean on the new England Patriots. They're at home, uh, two and a half points. I mean, they're, they're a slight favorite, but Miami losing to again. I mean, they've kind of got to be down in the dumps a little bit. I mean, where's their season going from here? I don't see them bouncing back from that loss against Green Bay, especially losing your starting quarterback for the second time this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be all over Bill Belichick and the Patriots as well. Yeah, and honestly, I almost circled New England, so I'm, I'm with you on this one. The, the thing I always go back to, and again, I'm, I'm not going to have action on this game, it's I was watching Tua's passes even before his, his concussion. These are underthrown, not that great of balls. I don't, it's almost like I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks you could plug in Miami and get the best out of that offensive squad. So that was like crazy to me. And their defense played good against Green Bay. It's two that gave him that game. He gave you guys the ball at the 40, 50, whatever, multiple times. They gave away that fumble at the end of the first half. Like they had every chance to beat Green Bay and they didn't. So I'm, again, I'm, not, I'm saying a whole lot, but I'm not saying much. I do think you could get Miami low here, but you're also getting New England low. So I'm torn on this game. I'm torn because I've just watched everyone hype up Tua when he was crushing it, and I really didn't think he was crushing it. I was watching him get 70-yard touchdown passes that were underthrown. Like, Cheetah, like, adjusted to so many bad passes and made them look good on the stat sheet. So, yeah, it's, it's tough, but there, there, there's some good games here, dude, and I, I bet sharp as all hell, uncomfortable as all hell, uh, Houston plus four. Everyone's going to be over the moon on Jacksonville. This Houston team keeps competing. I'm proud of this Houston team. Ignore their record. When I, oh, when I say that, they battle, dude. They they battle in a better way than the Raiders. That like they're in every game. They're grinding out there. It's sharp. Houston plus four. Um, it's uncomfortable though. Some of the sharpest plays are uncomfortable. I would say hold out a little bit. I think you can get four and a half or five by kickoff. So uh, I'll be watching Houston. I'm not betting it right now at plus four. I like it at plus four, but I'm waiting for four and a half, potentially even five. And I really do think square side, a lot of money. I don't think too many sharps will be on this game for a bunch of reasons. There's other better places, but uh, I, I think you'll be able to get four and a half on Houston. 
And when four and a half does come in, I will be betting that, and that will be my final play. Yeah, I mean, look at Houston in the last few weeks. They barely lose to the Cowboys, competing with the Chiefs all the way up until – I mean, over they took overtime. the Chiefs to overtime. And yep. then after that, they they lose by five to the Titans. So, like you said, man, they're competing in every game. And, you know, this week's not going to be the Chiefs or the Cowboys. So, I think they definitely have a chance to go in there and compete. Um, like you said, plus four, sometimes those sharp plays can feel super uncomfortable. But uncomfortable. I think I think you're you're getting some value there with with Houston. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you, my dude. Uh, looking forward to seeing this pushed out all our all our products. Thanks for stepping up, Nolan. Thanks yep. for making videos with us. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, Nolan, give away all your hooks for anyone to follow you. You give out plays all the time. Yep, I give out plays on UFC most first and foremost. You can find me on TikTok at the Parlay, and then YouTube and Instagram the Parlay underscore Media. I love it. Thank you, my dude. Yep, thank you. Later, homie. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of bases. For a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the dealing's done. Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold up, know when to hold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Enough for counting when the dealer's done.